This podcast is generously supported by the Jesus Bible NIV edition. With exclusive articles from Louis Giglio, John Piper, and Randy Alcorn, the Jesus Bible lifts Jesus up as the lead story of the Bible. It is available as a full study Bible, as well as available as individual Bible journals. Find out more at www.thejesusbible.com. Want to learn how to interpret and teach the entire Bible in a way that is Christ-centered and clear? Learn with us here on the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. Welcome to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast, where we have conversations about the scriptures and how they point to Christ, but try to do so in a way that is clear for the hearers so that we can apply them to our lives. And uh, we've been going through a series uh, in 2021 called Heroes, as we've looked at different uh, heroes of the Old Testament. We've looked at Noah, we looked at Joseph, we looked at Moses. And now we're going to take a break from that series and look at the book of Jonah. And as you'll see, Jonah is sort of a hero himself, but he's also not a hero. And we'll unpack uh, what that what that means as we go through that book, but he does point us to Christ, and so we're going to uh, wrestle through that book. We're going to go chapter by chapter, uh, as well as have an intro to to the book. And so there'll be a five uh, five episode series. So we're we're thankful for you tuning in, and then after that, we're going to return to uh, the heroes of the uh, Old Testament and how they point to Christ. And so thanks for listening. As always, if you have uh, text or topics or things you want us to cover, feel free to email us ChristCenteredAndClear at gmail and also always check out the, the website, ChristCenteredAndClear.com. There's lots of uh, resources there. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Welcome to the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. I'm Nate Aiken. I also have with me, as always, my brother, John. And we are beginning a uh, conversation about the book of Jonah. And joining us for the first time on the podcast will be uh, the, some of the main guys at Christ Centered and Clear. The main guy, I guess I could call you the main guy, and, and you can tell us a little about yourself in a second, Josh Redberg. And then also uh, we have with us Matt Caps. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining the podcast. It's good to be here. Great to be with you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, let's start off then with uh, Josh and Matt. Josh, we'll start with you, get an introduction since you haven't been on the podcast yet. So first, just kind of tell us who you are, uh, your role with Christ Centered and Clear, and then tell us uh, just a little Brief testimony and call to ministry. So my name is Josh Redberg. I'm the lead pastor at Redeemer Community Church in Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina, which is a suburb of Raleigh. Um, my role with Christ and Clear was, I guess it was sort of my idea uh, to bring together a bunch of pastor friends to provide resources from a, a perspective on scripture, which focuses on Christ, and also to help other pastors think through how to do that in a way that communicates it well. Um, I know talking to a lot of guys coming out of seminary, I was shocked at how little training they actually got in preaching. So they spend so much time training on how to interpret scripture, very little time on how to, how to make it clear. And since one of the, one of the qualifications for a pastor is apt to teach, how can we encourage other guys to deliver the scriptures in a very faithful way, but to do it in a way that's clear, that's engaging, that's helpful to those who listen. And so that was the motivation behind it. Plus, it's fun to be able to uh, text with and talk with and record podcasts and write articles with guys that I respect. Um, so that's how it all began. And we're excited to see what's happening with it. 
tell us a, tell us a little bit about kind of t- testimony and then call to ministry, and then I'll ask a couple questions around first sermons. Sure. I was uh, I was one of four brothers in a uh, home where Christ was honored, where the gospel was taught. So came to faith really young. I don't know the exact date or time. Have conflicting memories. I think I got saved dozens of times in junior <laughs> church. Every time they talked about hell, I got saved again. Um, so I struggled with assurance of was I a Christian all the way up through college, actually through training um, for the ministry in college. Oh. And it wasn't until someone talked to me about uh, not focusing on the clear memory of an event, but just the ongoing work of Christ. That was sort of a turning point for me. I was really active in church and we were in a church that had lots of ministries. There's some downsides to that. But one of the benefits was I was always, you know, teaching kids, uh, doing puppets. I mean, junior church, all of that stuff. <laughs> and, and what it does is it, it gets you comfortable talking about the Bible, um, or at least talking in front of people at church, whether it's about the Bible or not. That was often a question. Um, and it was in that, you know, just a lot of people, youth pastor, other men affirmed some gifts. And so it was when I was heading to college, wanted to be a doctor. Um, I'm sure for the very spiritual reason of they made a lot of money, but then just felt the Lord pressing on my heart that he had gifted me and given me opportunities and been affirmed. And so it was as I was heading to college, confidence that I should start to train for a life of vocational ministry. We have had your uh, older brother, Jason, on the podcast, and we hear he's really good at the puppet ministry. (laughs) He was excellent. Jason is a, a puppeteer. Um, of almost unmatched ability. <laughs> we heard we heard your mom one time said, "Man, Josh is a great preacher, but Jason, you're you're really good with the youth." He's <laughs> like, like, "What I just heard was I'm really good with the puppets." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not better than me at very many things, but puppeteering is absolutely one of them. When he leads them to pray the sinner's prayer, you told me it's just amazing. Uh, on, if you've never seen a mosquito. Like a, a mosquito puppet lead people in the sinner's prayer, then you probably are not a real Christian. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. So you pastor in Fuquay Arena now, uh, planted the church and then pastor the church. Tell us a little bit about that. And then I'd love to hear what's the first time you ever preached a sermon? So, yeah, we planned in 2008. So we're 13 years old. Um, it's really been good. God has allowed us to have growing impact in the community. Uh, raise up elders. We've been able to plant a couple churches. Uh, so it's just really a faithful group of people, and it's a delight. So a lot of the pastoral horror stories we've been able to avoid. Um, being part of the Pillar Network the last few years has really been a benefit to us as we've um, we've just really increased our commitment to planting churches, uh, both, both um, domestically and overseas. So the first sermon, I was thinking about that today. I think the first sermon I ever preached was probably, I was probably fifth or sixth grade. It was in some Sunday school class, you know, probably where the, thinking back, the Sunday school teacher didn't prepare anything. So they said they'd have people preach sermons. And I'm pretty sure it was on David. And it was the fact that he, before going out to fight David and Goliath, he put his sheep with a keeper. I'm pretty sure that was the first sermon. Something about responsibility. <laughs> Very, very gospel centered. Yeah. Um, it was it was a Christ centered and clear. Oh my <laughs> word. Yeah. It was it's actually where the whole idea for Christ Centered Clear came from was that sermon on David entrusting his sheep 
<laughs> to a keeper, which just shows responsibility. That's incredible. I'm pretty sure every sermon I preached up until sometime in college, it was I had heard a sermon uh, and some phrase from it stuck with me. And so it became a sermon I preached at some point later. So they're all horrible, all of them without fail. (laughs) And what are you guys preaching through right now at Redeemer? We are actually doing a Who's Your One series, uh, encouraging people to uh, identify one person to reach with the gospel. And when we finish that, we'll start Galatians. This podcast is generously supported by the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Zondervan Bibles has partnered with the Passion Movement to bring you an accessible study Bible with features designed to help you meet Jesus throughout the scripture. With over 1,000 articles and essays written by contributors like Louis Giglio, John Piper, and Randy Alcorn, this study Bible is written so that you may know him more intimately, love him more passionately, and walk with him more faithfully. The full Jesus Bible has been changing lives since 2017. And now select books of the Jesus Bible are available as individual Bible journals. The handy size and ample space for taking notes make these Bible journals an ideal one for group study or personal devotions. Chronicle your own journey of faith as you discover Jesus as the lead story of the Bible in five Old Testament books and nine New Testament books. There was never a moment before him. There will never be a moment without him. There is no BC. Find out more at thejesusbible.com. Great to have you with us. Um, I'm thinking about Galatians. Actually, thinking about Jonah, then Galatians. So I'll just uh, listen to your stuff and then preach it, um, just like you did in high school. So, um, Matt Caps, thanks for coming on, brother. Tell us about yourself and uh, kind of how you came to know the Lord, called to ministry, and then what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't involve much puppeteering, but um, <laughs> I was I was also raised in a Christian family and in a in a good church, uh, Hickory Grove Baptist Church in Charlotte, and. Um, I came to Christ. I came to an understanding of my own sinfulness and a desire um, just to, 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 to know Christ and to, to just receive that grace at the age of 10 or 11. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't really, I kind of struggled. I kind of struggled with this because I wasn't really discipled. I don't think well uh, in middle school and high school, I was the typical kid that comes to youth group and uh, goes home, goes to all the big events, but no one really mentored me. Um, too closely. And so when I got to college, uh, I really rebelled and uh, walked away from the faith, walked away from God. And God used several things to bring me back uh, to himself. And um, when he did that, uh, I got connected with a Bible study with Campus Crusade for Christ at UNC Charlotte and uh, walked into that Bible study. And they were in Romans chapter eight, I think it was. <laughs> you know, it's a good, a good way to get introduced back into the faith. And so really started wrestling with God there uh, theologically. And uh, by the time I graduated from college with a degree in art, I decided I was just going to go to seminary and uh, went to Southeastern Seminary, interned at a church, um, became a pastor, got married. And um, yeah, so that's 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 kind of my testimony in short, if you will. I've been here at Fairview Baptist Church in Apex. Um, I'm in my sixth year now. And so um, just really enjoying pastoring here in North Carolina again. I never knew you were an artist. (laughs) Uh, yeah, my dad's, uh, a watercolor artist and, uh, I took private art lessons all through, you know, elementary school, middle school. And, uh, that was my degree. Um, at some point I would like to, to jump back into it. And, uh, that actually, one of the reasons I did my, I did a doctor of ministry degree at Gordon Conwell and my, my project was on beauty, aesthetics and spiritual formation. So that relates to it a little bit. 
Yeah, John and I are both colorblind, so we have no idea what you're talking about. But um, Josh, I can make you some really nice puppets if you want. <laughs> Listen, I will take you up on that. Uh, Matt, tell us about the first time you uh, preached a sermon and what was the text? Uh, it was actually in the college ministry at Hickory Grove Baptist Church, and I'm sure it was a horrible sermon. Uh, but it was on Romans 3, uh, on the glory of God. And I remember using this illustration. It was a clip from um, a newspaper where Donald Trump had sued a reporter for um, misjudging how much he was worth. And I think I just like I think I, I, I circled the whole sermon around that one illustration. It's kind of like Josh heard a phrase in a sermon, built a sermon. I saw an article about that, and I thought I'm going to build an entire sermon off of this thing. Um, so I'm sure it was horrible. Awesome. What's the, what, do you remember your first Old Testament? sermon i don't honestly i don't i don't what are you guys preaching through now at fairview um right now i'm in the book of mark and uh we're scheduled to finish that on easter sunday and then we're gonna go to then we're gonna go to daniel i think there's a great groundbreaking podcast on that um (laughs) if you want to check it out to quote uh what about bob all right, guys. Well, let's um, let's jump into to Jonah then, and uh, and kind of work our way through it. In this first episode, we'll we'll probably work through just kind of an overview of the book, um, and then in subsequent ones, we'll just walk chapter by chapter and look at uh, the Christ-centered nature of it. Josh, let me start with you. At what season in the life of your church did you guys preach this book? What made you pick Jonah at that time? And then uh, why would it be a good book to preach in the, in our current moment? We preached it um, a couple of years ago to sort of kick off the fall. We did it partly. We were we try to go between Old and New Testament pretty regularly, and we were thinking specifically about our mission as a as a church to take the gospel to the nations. And so, and thinking from the Old Testament, it seemed an obvious place to go uh, to talk specifically about that. So that's when we did it. We did it in the fall, sort of as a you know almost like starting a new school year. Um, engaging ourselves in the mission of God. I think what surprised me um, and maybe even surprised us was chapter four. I mean, we're familiar with the story of Jonah, but then actually teaching through and how it speaks to the cultural situation with the sort of prejudice and bigotry that mm-hmm. becomes so central to this story. Um, I think that was, it hit us pretty powerfully. Um, and exposed in our own hearts some idolatry. Um, and so it, it became something I didn't necessarily expect or anticipate. Um, it became, I think, a sort of a powerful moment in our church's life to think through how we might be captured by treating people mis- treating people poorly who are different than us for one reason or another. So I, I think it speaks so powerfully to the cultural moment we're in. Matt, what about you guys? When did you preach uh, Jonah and what made you kind of pick it at that time and anything as far as why you would preach it now? Yeah, we uh, I, I walked through Jonah um, in my first year here. It was actually one of the first series I did. And uh, a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, Jonah really hits at, I think, our self-righteous nature. I mean, you have this story of a uh, you, you would think the prophet would faithfully preach and the pagans would repent, uh, but it's actually the prophet rebels and the pagans are the one, you know, that, hmm. that actually hold up the proper response to God. And so it kind of, it illustrates the upside down nature of God's kingdom and the power of the gospel. And um, so 
along with Jonah and, and Galatians, those were the first few ser- sermon series I did here at the church because I really wanted to give a firm foundation of the gospel of grace uh, in my preaching ministry at the church. And I think, like Josh was saying, it is it is a good book to expose our prejudices and our self-righteous nature um, as Christians, because, I mean, the hero of the story is not Jonah, it's God. And that becomes obvious as you as you read through the story. And so I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a short book, but it's also a very powerful book. And so it's really um, just a good thing to, to preach. And even I would say, I would imagine I'm going to return to it at some point soon uh, and preach it again. Gotcha. John, what about you? When did y'all preach it? What made you pick it? And then what do you think about for current day? Yeah, so the I've actually preached through it a couple different times. Uh, the first time that I preached through Jonah was um, I preached it in one sitting. We did it. We did the whole book on the tenth anniversary of nine eleven, and so um, kind of getting at what Josh had talked about earlier, um, thinking about our mission in the world and also our tendency towards prejudice, and and thinking about that that day specifically. And how we we had a call, and then the church that that I was pastoring was was intentionally engaging Muslims internationally, and so we so we used it there. And then a, a couple of years into my ministry at the church, the previous church I was at, we spent a year kind of clarifying our our mission and vision, and it was you know uh, basically centered around three words: gospel, community, and mission. And so we did three series: one on gospel, so we walked through the Gospel of Mark. Uh, we did one on community where we walked through some different passages and then we did mission. And so we did Jonah, uh, to, to talk about that. And then now I'm in this, I'm in the same process, the church, the, the church I'm interim pastor at first Baptist church, Naples, um, kind of, as they're trying to get ready to for transition to a new pastor, we've taken this year, we started this year with this idea of nothing new that we want to go back to the, the basics, back to the fundamentals and back to that we want to be a church that's centered around gospel, community, and mission. And so for gospel and community, we're about to walk through Galatians, uh, has been mentioned a couple of times. We'll start that this week. And so kind of the first four chapters where the gospel is clarified, and then chapter five and chapter six, what that means for us in terms of how we relate to each other in community. And then we'll do Jonah on mission after we finish Galatians. Good stuff. So Matt, let me come to you. How did you, when you went through it, how did you break up the book? And by that, how many sermons and any reason, any particular reason as to how, why you broke it up the way you did? Yeah. So while I preached it here at Fairview, I broke it up into four sermons. Um, the mission of God, which is chapter one, uh, the mercy of God, the end of chapter one and chapter two, the message of God, chapter three, and then chapter four was the compassion of God. I couldn't come up with an M word. Like I could have had the perfect <laughs> like four part sermon, but um, the reason I did that was, uh, I, I, when I read Jonah as a narrative, my, my approach was um, help them understand the, the the narrative in the larger chunks, the way I saw it being broken up in, in, in the story. Um, and I kind of zoomed in and zoomed out um, on specific points in the narrative and tried really hard to give a kind of a biblical theology. How does this connect to Christ and then to us? And so um, narrative preaching for me um is a lot of fun. It's obviously different than preaching through Romans, where you're following a very logical and an argument that Paul's building. Uh, the narrative allows you to kind of hover, hover over the text and, and point out patterns and, and and different things. And so that's why I did it in four four weeks. Um, I think you know I'm kind of intrigued by what John did with one one week. I think that'd be fun too. But um, yeah, so four weeks was good for us. 
This podcast is generously sponsored by the Pillar Network. The Pillar Network is a community of SBC and International Baptist churches that are doctrinally aligned, missionally driven, and committed to equipping, planting, and revitalizing churches together. If you're a pastor of an established church and you're desiring to lead your congregation to plant churches, but you're not sure how to get started, Pillar could be a great resource for you. Reach out to them today at thepillarnetwork.com, thepillarnetwork.com. John, you said you did it in one week. Did you ever do it? You did it differently where you did it four as well? Yeah, we did it in four. And I think you could do it. I think you could also do it in three um, mm-hmm. to Matt's point. I think I think you could do kind of one through the poem in chapter two as yeah. one uh, and kind of dealing with with Jonah and the and, and what's happening with him prior to Nineveh. Then you could do chapter three dealing with Nineveh. And then the third would be chapter four with God's dealing with Jonah after the revival. Josh, anything different for you guys? No, we did it in four, just one week per chapter. Now at Southeastern Seminary, when you did chapel, did you do it one sermon through the whole book or just one chapter? I just did chapter four. Okay. Just summarized the story beforehand, but just chapter four. Gotcha. Good. John, let me come to you. Uh, Big themes of the book um, that kind of, before we kind of jump into each chapter, big themes that are kind of on the horizon as we work our way through this. Yeah, I mean, the, the big theme is kind of the background as Genesis 12 and God's promise that through Abraham, he was going to bless all the nations of the earth. That's always been God's heart and God's program. And Israel was, I mean, this book is a specific example of how Israel was failing to live that out. They were not being a light to the nations. And so the, the big themes are like Israel's failure to be a light to the nations and God's love and mercy and compassion for the whole world. And um, obviously, I think as we're going to talk about, I mean, the, the gospel is pretty clear here as we as we think about it, I think we've mentioned this in previous uh, episodes before. But as you think about Jim Hamilton's book, God's Glory and Salvation Through Judgment, you see that very clearly here where God God uses his chastisement on Jonah to bring salvation to pagans like he he, he you see it with the sailors in chapter one and then you see it. Uh, flow to the Ninevites in chapter three, and so we we see that kind of idea of of God pouring out His judgment or His His chastisement on His servant, and that leads to salvation for for the world. And then, um, as Josh kind of mentioned, that chapter four is also picking that up pretty pretty strikingly. And I think there's a I think there's a very clear. Um, and, and I'd be interested to hear once we get to chapter four, but there's a very clear, I think in my mind, but subtle, um, chastisement of Israel when he's taught, when he, when he gives a, a vine that, that they, that Jonah didn't plant that grows on its own. And he says it can be gone in a night. And, um, I think the, I think that's a message to Israel. Like you're, you're the vine I planted. You didn't plant yourself. You didn't water yourself. All this blessing that you have it was given to you by grace. And for you to withhold that from somebody else is a is a scandal, and um, and so th- those are the themes I think that are pretty clear. Like uh, we think about, I mean, it's, it's mission. It's it's you know this idea of why don't we just focus here? Why do we have to go to other places? Isn't there plenty of work to do here? And that's kind of really what you know Jonah didn't want to have to minister to anybody else. He wanted to stay put. He wanted he wanted to uh, uh, minister just in Israel and. Um, we don't have that option if we're going to follow the Lord God, who's the savior of the world. 
Josh, uh, other thoughts, other things you'd add there as far as big themes or any historical back- background stuff? No, I think John hit them. Uh, certainly the both the mercy, mercy and sovereignty of God uh, come through in many ways. Uh, it is rich with Christological um, themes, too. So if you're uncertain about preaching Christ from the Old Testament, this is a good book to start with. Matt, any anything you'd add there as far as big themes in the book? Yeah, nothing to add, uh, really. I think we'll, as we go through the chapters, um, I think what blew me away about the book really is just the grace of God and his mm-hmm. continual persistence, um, and not only for Jonah, but also for the Ninevites. All right, Josh, let me come to you, and then we'll kind of get out of here on this first episode with this, uh, and other two guys can add in. What are some key resources you think were helpful in studying the book that you'd kind of recommend uh, to, to listeners? I really like Sinclair Ferguson's little uh, book. It's called Man Overboard, the Story of Jonah, um, but it is excellent. Um, just really helpful for not only interpretation, but just very pastoral. I know this probably is no longer acceptable. I don't know if they sell anymore, but the book written by Tolian Chavidjian on Jonah, Surprised by Grace, is really good. Got a lot of um, got a lot of sort of good application as well as illustrative ideas. So anyone preaching it through, I liked Richard Phillips on Jonah from the Reformed Expository Commentary. It was helpful. Um, deals with some of the textual, a lot of the textual issues but not in a way that gets so bogged down uh, that it loses you in the details. So those are three ones that I really appreciated. Matt, uh, other things you'd add to those? Uh, Yeah, there's a book by uh, Colin Smith, who is the pastor of Orchard Evangelical Free Church in Chicago. And it's called um, Jonah Navigating a God-Centered Life. And it's um, it's it's a, it's a, I would say it's even a lay level kind of overview of Jonah, but it was just, uh, packed with good theological insight. And then on the other end, I would say um, Jack Sasson's commentary on Jonah, which is in the Anchor Bible uh, series. I don't agree with everything in there, but he does. I think if you're going to preach it as a narrative, there's some helpful insights um, in that in that commentary as well. And I also use the ones that, that Josh mentioned. Um, and other than that, you have your typical word biblical commentaries by Doug Stewart and and others that are helpful. John, uh, anything else as we kind of get out of here? No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize the anchor Bible was going to get a shout out today, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, I would say, I'd say old school Chuck Swindoll's sermon series through this is very good. And then I would say, uh, if you go to danielaken.com, hate to give a plug to my dad, but, um, I mean, he just does a great job walking through the text and, uh, expositing it. And he, his stuff is really helpful. Good stuff. Well, guys, uh, after this episode, we'll jump in and kind of work our way through chapters one through four. And uh, thanks, thank you all for listening to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. Thank you for listening to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions or topics or text you would like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at ChristCenteredAndClear at gmail.com and please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources.